0: Welcome back to the Green Rush Business of Cannabis, two-hour weekly live cannabis business talk show produced by Pro Cannabis Media. We're discussing new issues in the cannabis market each and every week. This week, we're diving into everything that is lobbying. Our guest today, Al Ralston. Al, thanks for being with us. You bet. Glad to be here. Appreciate it. Of course, Jimmy, the host, always here. (laughs) Uh, Al, you only have 50 years experience, not a whole lot, you know but uh, you you might know a thing or two. you know, I want to dive right in and just kind of ask the effectiveness and and, uh, some things that we see from the outside and maybe you can kind of help explain this since you have been around for quite a while. Um, Lobbying can effectively bribe members of Congress with lucrative job offers to become lobbyists. So politicians who walk through that revolving door, they get a massive raise. You can lobby, you can donate to a politician, but how can you do both? Essentially, how can you work at private sector and government and still be effective?
1: well, it's it's a good question, and I think it goes really to the heart of of the whole business. Um, the bulk of the people that I know that are elected officials, my wife including, uh, do it not for the money. They do it because of the passion and the desire to do what they think is in the best interest for their community, whether or not it's uh, their community of of the city or the county or the region that they're in, uh, or for the community of, of, of people from their church or from their political perspective or um, so I I would say the vast majority of at least the elected officials that I've worked with in my 50 years of experience really do it more for a passion rather than seeing it as an opportunity to be able to get into the big bucks somehow and just use politics uh, or an elected position to to uh, to get into that seat of 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 corporate uh, 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 payment. Um, that's the bulk of it. Now, I've seen the other. I've seen people that will join to, to uh, be able to use it as a stepping stone to get to some place, but that's really the, the, the exception, I think, to, to the rule.
0: I'm also an Watch optimist your- at heart. <laughs> that's good. You need that. Washington's got a lot going on, and we still have classy felonies on, on growing at home without a license, and the cafes are a felony. Um, we recently, in, in Washington State, removed the word marijuana, replaced that with cannabis. Uh, there's been a lot of movement. Um, what's happening now? I think right now we're in the midst of an evolution.
1: Yes, Washington State and Colorado were the first two states to uh, to effectively legalize the recreational side of, of, of cannabis. Um, and that's been 10 years ago in Washington State. And I think it's an evolution of if you're a Democrat, you're looking at it as to how it affects your community. There are some Democrats that see it as uh, you know, potency is an issue and they're afraid for, uh, for their kids or their, or, or their family or whomever. Uh, and then there are Republicans that are going, man, I don't know. I grew up and in, in, in cannabis was uh, an illegal substance. I'm having a hard time getting to, to doing the things that are necessary for it to be a, a, an actual real product in the state of Washington. Having said that, I'm seeing a lot of Republicans in the state of Washington that may think that cannabis is a gateway drug or whatever, but the people 10 years ago voted for it. And they're saying, why should I interrupt the will of what the people voted for, number one, and number two, from a libertarian perspective, why should we introduce or why should I introduce government into how people live their their private lives so we're seeing a little bit of that with Republicans and with Democrats who are generally more accepting of cannabis as a as a product a legal product um, um, they're just trying to figure out how to keep control over it to a certain degree uh, um, but making it uh, much more available to the public and and uh, and certainly both Democrats and Republicans like the idea of of cannabis as a medical substance, whether it be CBD or whatever, that can be used uh, by their by their wives, by their aunts, by their grandmothers uh, to help with the arthritis. So um, it's an evolving situation, at least in the state of Washington, both for Democrats and Republicans.
2: Can I can yeah. I jump in here about uh, our two-party system and, and ask Al this question? Um, does the two-party system work better at the state level or the federal level? Because right now, the federal level is not governing.
1: The, the answer to the question is, and, and this is a deep prejudice that I have, is that the government closest to the people is the best government. And I made a decision in my own personal career many years ago to lobby at the state level rather than going to the federal side. Now, I have lobbied on the federal side. I've had clients that uh, have taken me to D.C. I've actually done some stuff on the international side with a previous client that I was a corporate lobbyist for. Um, but I think it is much less broken at the local side than what I perceive at the federal side. Yeah,
2: that's for sure. I mean, I, I, it's really a no-brainer yeah. even to think. And I, I'm certainly hoping that, the uh, two parties will figure out a way to at least get something. again, they've been talking about safe banking now, your guy, I mean, for years, <laughs> really. And, I, you know, as someone who's had some issues with my company and banking, I'd really like to see that uh, rectified in some capacity, even if that's the only thing that gets done under this administration. Um, that being said, you guys know what side of the world I'm on. I'm over in Massachusetts, you know, this is where it all began. I'm a rebel. I get it. You know, th- th- this is, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the hub of the universe is what a lot of people in Boston think it is, although we're pretty sad today, but let- let's not go there either. Um, Al, what is the biggest issue in Washington state right now? I've heard Josh talk about the situations there and it, it boggles my mind that a state that's been doing this and had it legalized for 10 years doesn't allow home grow. It's just, that's just crazy to me.
1: Well, home grow is probably the one or two of the largest issues in the state and uh, making the rounds of legislators, Democrat or Republican, because uh, while the Democrats do hold a pretty substantial majority in both the house and the Senate in Washington state, and we have a Democrat governor, um, there have been a substantial number of other issues outside of cannabis that have taken the time, particularly of, uh, of the Democrats in the majority, whether it be homelessness issues or, or transportation or uh, you know, those sorts of things, uh, social service issues, that uh, cannabis has taken more of a backseat than what I would like to have seen from, from the Democratic majority. Um, but Home Grow is one of those uh um and you know i i don't see it as a two-party system yes there's democrats and republicans but within the democratic party you've got in the state of washington and i think in washington dc a panoply of moderates and then you have a fair number of uh of 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 your more progressive to the, the the bernie sanders side of things who don't always agree, and you have fights within that Democratic caucus, so much so that you've seen a change in the speakership over the last couple of years in Washington state, and it still isn't settled as, uh, as to kind of where the, where, where the Democratic Party is leaning on issues, let alone cannabis. Right. And so trying to infuse cannabis into the discussion, whether it be home growth, uh, or whether it be um, uh, putting together a cannabis uh, research commission so that there can be good research done on, on products in the state, uh, uh, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, the production of or the impact of uh, certain chemicals or pesticides on the growing of the product, those sorts of things, has been difficult, and I'll say it right here, Within the cannabis industry, there's been disagreement on those issues all the way around uh, anyway. Certainly with the commissions and, and uh, to a certain extent, uh, HomeGrow, uh, there are some very progressive Democrats and there are some in the associations that exist that aren't sure about home grow because they don't want it to be a competitor to their own products that they're growing. So um, sometimes the cannabis industry can be their own worst enemy.
2: Yeah, well, the more mature one, um, you know, you guys have been around 10 years, you know, I'm starting to see that here in Massachusetts, we've been 2016, the voters 2018, the first joint was sold legally. Uh, we're four years in, there's over 200 dispensaries now in this state, there are some issues in inside the state. And I would like to see more collaboration than competition. Uh, but in a lot of ways that goes against the American capitalist system too, because everybody's (laughs) in it to make money. I get that, you know, Um, believe me, it's being drilled into my head for sure. Um, Josh, in your estimation, what, what do you think is the biggest issue facing Washington state today?
0: Too many, too many producers and processors, there's no vertical integration. So the retailers don't have that ability to offset their expenses you know, the producers don't make any money. The retailers have all of the power. Um, and so with that, there's going to be a massive amount of consolidation. And those that don't realize it, there will be capitulation or, or forced mergers. And so I think with a co-op model, there could be some survival if they figure that out and cooperate. But most of them won't because ego is, is large in, in any industry, in any city. So I think the the biggest issue is just the amount of folks that are going to be going out of business. Oregon is going to be even worse. And Oklahoma is going to probably be the worst in the entire uh, North America with how many licenses they have at 7,500, 3,500 in uh, Oregon and Washington only has, I think, 800 growers, but you don't have 800 tomato growers anywhere in any state on on any continent. Right. That's crazy. Um, I'm wondering if, if... Go ahead. I want to ask you a quick question about go to, to go back to um, how unique the cannabis industry is, or if it is unique, you were talking about your ability or your experience with corporate America, international and even at the local level, uh, is the cannabis industry unique in the fact that Washington State has been running around like chickens with their head cut off talking about 10% concentrate limits talking about uh, shapes and colors being attracted to children um, is is the industry unique, where you essentially have to have an employee, uh, you know, paying such close attention, or be a member of the Cannabis Alliance or, or some, you know, some other similar organization to un- to know what's coming down the road and uh, crazy or not? Is that an effective way to regulate and or run a business? And and is well, the cannabis industry weak in that?
1: Well, in my opinion, uh, I, I think the cannabis industry is a little bit weak with with having to, to look over their shoulder all the time on on what's happening or what's not gonna happen. Um, um, the, the issue with colors and with concentrate and, and, and concentrates and, uh, and packaging is a little bit of a byproduct of some of the Democrats that are really concerned that this could be a dangerous product to children. And so We've had to pay. We, the industry, have had to pay attention to some of these legislators, which are very progressive and very pro cannabis. Some are, some aren't. Um, that um, we have to kind of tiptoe with them to bring them around. That you know, there there needs to be options within the within the community, and and let's not make the product so expensive that the people can't pay for it. Uh, and just a side note some of the most strident supporters of concentrate limits, having certain kinds of packaging and colors are, are are Democrats, which are giving really good excuses for some of the Republicans who really don't care about that one way or the other to oppose anything dealing with cannabis. So I think the Democrats are helping the Republicans try to stifle a lot of the growth of the, the cannabis industry in the state. That's and, and me I'll- though.
2: That's actually happening in other states, too, where the Republican-led state legislature is moving forward with at least medical programs. Um, And and look, I even saw somebody write about this recently, that the Democrats better figure this out because the Republicans are going to steal that issue, which I think is a little far French, to be honest with you, but uh, when you see an opportunity and you're a politician, uh, your job is to get elected and stay elected, right? That's the whole yep. goal of the politician. Uh, you know, it, it certainly has some uh, has some merit too uh, to that. Uh, you know, we've had some interest uh, on our chat room from Kentucky, and in Kentucky, I know they're fight they're trying to move it in, and I think it's a riot that of all the states you know that Mitch McConnell's involved with he's the one who got the farm bill across in 2018 uh, 2018 right without really understanding what kind of a pandora's box he was opening up with that <laughs> am
1: i right yes you are right again yeah. i don't follow the national side as 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 much as as i do with uh, you know the state of
0: washington but i think yeah. you're absolutely right
2: yeah P8 and, and,
0: and, was a perfect example of that in Oregon, where they just had to outlaw that. But with uh, with hemp,
2: right? And 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 delta eight as a product that's legal yeah. in some states and not legal in others. And
1: you know they're, they're not, or not about- regulated or not, not even regulated. I know even more so.
2: I, it it it's whenever I hear the the line about the kids. And I totally get that. And I've always been involved with kids in many capacities. And I'm a, I like to think that I'm a mentor to young people all the time. Uh, it's still education. And when you tell a kid not to do something, okay? That's what they're going to do. That's exactly what they're going to do because they want to find out why you as an adult and authority figure are telling
1: them not to do something.
0: So I'm let, friends with Dutch people and they don't smoke cannabis.
1: Right. <laughs> let, let me add an interesting note to this. I was speaking to a state legislator the other day, a, a pretty progressive Democrat, uh, who's a member of something I didn't know existed called the Dry Caucus. So it's a mixture of Democrats and Republicans that uh, are, are, in this case, they're, they're non-alcoholic drinkers. They're, uh, they're almost prohibitionists. And she was calling looking for a political donation. And I said, well, you know, I do represent the Cannabis Alliance, the largest association in the state of Washington. And she said, Al, I'm calling you because I trust you. And I have to say, that I finally smelled what cannabis smells like the other day. From a, I was, She was walking past a, a street corner, and she said, I started looking into it. Cannabis is much safer for children than alcohol is. And she said, whatever you want, come and talk to me. I may not be able to support everything, but I want to support a good, sane, healthy cannabis industry in the state of Washington because it's a lot safer for children I think she really meant teenagers, but it's a right. lot safer for children than cannabis is. Right. So we're starting to see, uh, I think, a sea change from someone whom I've known for a long, long time, and it's that's where I think lobbyists can be effective—is they have the trust of that elected official and have worked with them in I, the past.
2: I, I do. I do want to interject something about kids yeah. because I don't want people to think that I'm this this Yahoo pro-cannabis guy. Okay. Just because I started at age 14 age, I mean, and I'm still here. Okay. That being, that being said, okay. I recognize that everything in moderation is a lot safer for you than anything in excess. I don't care what age you are. Yeah. Right. So again, it comes back to education. And even those that are using this product on a daily basis are still learning what it does to themselves. No matter how many tests, how many tests are done. No matter what strain you're into, you know. They're now. I think I saw a research study that said even the sativa and the indica stuff is is, is inaccurate in stores and what have you. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and again, educate yourself about the effects it's going to have on that endocannabinoid system that every mammal has. Because that is a balancing mechanism inside all mammals. And it is going to affect you differently. Just like my metabolism is different than most people my age. I mean, everybody says I've got this chaotic energy streak Because I'm always talking. I'm always doing. I'm, <laughs> and, yet, and yet, I'm pretty mellow after, after work. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I do relax. And, I, and I, I've also said one thing. And I do this now. Whenever I go to a bar, I have one drink. I go to a party. I have one drink. That's it. Because A, I don't want to get behind the wheel of a car under the influence of alcohol. Have I gotten behind the wheel of a car under the influence of cannabis? Yes, I have. And I actually had it in my system when I passed my driver's test at 16 and a half. So and I managed to pass it, by the way, and I've never, knock on wood, had too many issues with that either. Um, and again, that's why I make this speech a lot, because I do believe in moderation and I do believe in education. And, and the more we have of it, and Mothers Against Drunk Driving did a great job in this country enlightening people about the dangers of driving drunk. And I do give yeah. them a lot of credit. And But cannabis is a completely different uh, element in your life. It just is. And, and we still are learning about it. We being the industry, those who use it on a regular basis are still learning about it. And now there's actually research on research that's going on. Right. I, it, 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 um, I just hope that we continue to have these discussions. Um, I was at the athletes in cannabis Uh, conference a couple of, I don't even know if it was weeks or months ago, because, you know, cannabis years, as you know, uh, all (laughs) all blend together. And one of the guys in the room, um, I I do remember who it was, and said, hey, look, at least we're talking about it. You're in the room talking about it. And that, to me, is why we're here at Pro Cannabis Media, giving opportunities for the industry to feel comfortable talking about these issues, not pushing every single thing everybody needs to help go on it and it can cure all, it does not, okay? But can it help main help with maintenance of chronic pain? 100%. Can it help with glaucoma? Absolutely. Can it hap- help with Crohn's disease? 100%. So there's enough research now to see what this plant can do, but we still need to study it. I, I'm, I'm talking with college kids who are trying to get internships. They want to be the scientists that test the products and learn from those tests. So, you know, I do think that there is a a movement afoot to to educate. Um, What what do you think Washington State is going to do in two to five years, guys? How how are they going to rectify what they've already built? And you're both from that state. So, Josh, you answer that question first.
0: I think they need to allow for out-of-state investment. I think that's one of the biggest hindrances uh, that I've seen when I've talked to folks. They're desperately trying to, um, you know, expand, scale, automate, you know, get into other areas, and they can't because no investor wants to give them money for this state. So I think that's one of the biggest hindrances. Also, the lack of vertical integration. So if they can allow for out-of-state investors, I think that would be a huge uh, push. For the folks here who need capital, especially in this uh, current economic environment, Al, what do you think? Yeah, I
1: think that's uh, things are going to evolve probably sooner rather than later when it comes to out-of-state investment. Um, I, I still think there's an interest in when that happens of, of of how much of a percentage that can be of the total ownership. Uh, that, that that might be an interim step. Um, uh, I also, and I, I'm, I'm big on, and the Cannabis Alliance is big on, on research, and that's where the Cannabis Commission, I think, is, is a, 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 an appropriate next step to, to take a look at, uh, to have some opportunity for research, um, and I hope, I hope that Congress gets its act together enough sooner rather than later to deal with the, uh, with the banking situation, and there have been a number of issues in in robbery and in and murder when it comes to to retail establishments and and that's got to be fixed. Uh, There's some social equity issues that probably need to be dealt with. uh, uh, And I think that's going to evolve. There was legislation passed in the state a couple years ago that uh, that uh, dealt in 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 expediting uh, uh, overturning sentences of, of certain kinds of misdemeanors. Uh, now that's the right thing to do because the, 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 the war on drugs did a, a pretty big disservice to, to the minority population around the country, but certainly in Washington state. And we've gone a long ways to try to fix that. There's a couple more steps and I think we're gonna do just fine um, in, in that regard. But I, I think um, home grow, in this state, we're looking at five plants with lots of protections around it, and the good news is uh, we're starting to get very positive signals on home grow from, uh, from the majority leaders in, in both the House and the Senate. So I think that could evolve, uh, hopefully, as early as this next session yeah, uh, out of state ownership. It's gonna take a little bit of cooperation from a couple of the other associations to get that to work right. Uh, and let's get over the for the cannabis industry to get into the hostage holding situations that seem to exist and we're tripping over our own feet. But uh, it's evolving. And uh, I'm proud to say I got talked into coming to work. I didn't need the work. I've got plenty of other clients. But I have really enjoyed uh, the the leadership in the Cannabis Alliance and being able to work on these issues. and And uh, part of my uh, specialty is bringing Democrats and Republicans together to work on complex issues. and And so it's been fun for me. And I think that's where we're going
2: can we send you to Washington DC, please? It's like, it's just, they just don't get along there. And I, and I hate the name calling and I hate the blame, the blame finger and and all that. Uh, Al Ralston, the vice president of Gordon Thomas Honeywell governmental affairs. That's quite a title. Thank you so much, sir, for joining us and enlighten us about uh, Washington state. Uh, Josh, you did a great job at uh, finding Al, first of all, and, uh, and as, as well as, uh, jumping in as the host. So I'm gonna, we're going to take a break, our final uh, break until the top of the hour when we go to our news show. Uh, don't go away. Green Rush Live continues after this. Don't forget
0: to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.